welcome back once again to the wooden bats podcast a podcast where two brothers to our lifelong new england sports fans come together once a week to share their love for sports together my name is darren woods and i'm joined as always by my brother dylan yeah welcome back this episode in order to celebrate the nba playoffs getting off to a start we are going to do our own predictions similar to what we did for march madness a few weeks ago we're going to try to predict who goes far how many games they take to win each series so on and so forth and i don't think we really have much playing after that so this might end up being one of our shorter episodes but that is all right so i guess we can get this started dylan you want to start in the the west or the east let's go with the let's go with the west because i think the east as a more interesting dynamic in, in those series. So I, th- I think the West would be a good place to start. All right, let's start with the West then. So first matchup in the West, we got the Suns facing off against the Pelicans. I think this one is a pretty safe bet for the Suns, I would say. Yeah, I think if you're going to pick, if only one series of the whole first round is going to be a sweep, it's going to be this one. The Suns are defending Western Conference champions who have been the best team in the league the entire season and the Pelicans who have been playing well just lately and did a nice job to, to win the, the play-in and get that eighth seed, but really do not stand much of a chance. Even if Zion Williamson, who was rumored to maybe be playing in the series, has been ruled out now, but even if he was in, I, I think the Suns would still win easily. Yeah, Suns have, I mean, this year they've been just far and away the best team in the NBA. And the Pelicans, I, th- I think they aren't even a 500 team, so... Yeah, they're 36 and 46. Yeah, so if the Pelicans win this series, then I don't even know how that would even happen, but I think the Suns got this one. I'm going to say they have this one in... Well, f- I'm going to say four games. I'm going to say they win 4 nothing. Yeah, I think I would even be surprised if one of the games even came down to being close in the fourth quarter. I mean... It wouldn't be totally out of the question because the Pelicans, like I said, have been playing pretty well. They did a really nice job to climb up from, I think they started the season with a, a terrible record, like 2-15 and 15 or something really bad like that. And we're the first team in, in multiple decades to make the playoffs after starting that bad, but the Suns should win this series walking away easily. I, I also say a sweep. Yeah, I do think the Pelicans might have beat the Suns once during regular season. But either way, I don't think a series is really going to be even close at all. Yeah. But yeah, moving on to the four and five, which I think will be a much more close matchup, is Mavericks and Jazz. Yeah, so the Jazz won game one yesterday, with, and Luka Doncic was, was uh, scratched the day before. So obviously his status is very key to the Mavericks' chances of winning the series, considering he is basically their entire team. If, if you watch the Mavericks play, Pretty much every time down the court is just Luka Doncic up top trying to make a play for the team. So I was surprised that they were able to hang tough with Utah yesterday with Utah having all their players healthy and Dallas missing their, the key to their team. But yeah, uh, definitely an advantage for the Jazz, not only winning game one, but maybe Doncic status for the rest of the series being in question. And even if he does come back, he might still be hampered by injury. So I think keeping that in mind, I'm going to say the Jazz in in six games, which would all, which would also be very, very disappointing for the Mavericks because ever since they got Luka Doncic, they've made the playoffs 
every season or maybe maybe not the first season he was there but nonetheless they've made the playoffs this would be I think three years in a row and they would lose in the first round all three times so be another disappointing end of the season for the Mavericks but I'm, I'm gonna call it and say that Utah advances to the second round for the second straight year and, and wins in six games on their home floor I know wait it'd be in Dallas but either way I'm gonna say six games yeah, I was I was thinking Jazz as well, especially with uh, you know Doncic being out. I think it's going to be a bit harder for Dallas to uh, play as well without him. But I think that I I think you you said Jazz in six. I, I'm going to say Jazz in seven. I think that Mavericks still can still put up a decent fight, but I think in the end Utah is going to scrape it out and move on. Yeah, and and I think it's something like. The winner of game one wins the series 70% of the time, or it is a really high number. So uh, doing this a day after the the uh, the first day of game ones will, will help, but definitely a factor to keep in mind too. Mm, yeah, perhaps it would have been better to do this before it started, but here we are. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Now we have Warriors versus Nuggets. Three versus yeah. six. This was the game that I was able to watch most of yesterday, and, and the Warriors looked very, very good. Even with Steph Curry coming off the bench, uh, his first game in, I believe, about a month. So uh, he only scored f- five points in the first half, and even still the Warriors had the lead end up blowing out the Nuggets in game one. So I think after that game and maybe after this series, the Warriors could be looked at as a real threat to, to Phoenix in the West, just for how strong they've looked. And, and they haven't looked this good in a while because without without Curry, they kind of, you know, stumbled to the end of the season. Draymond and Clay were also kind of in and out of the lineup. So it was hard to see exactly how they would look uh, in the playoffs. But last night, last night was a great start. So I'm going to say Warriors in five. It might be a little bit of a of a overreaction of last night, but the Denver really, really looked lost against the Warriors when they had it rolling. So... Even with Jokic having a, a potential MVP season again, I, I think the Warriors will take this one. I think I would have to agree. I mean, the Warriors, they've been kind of a shaky team. Like, I, I think after the All-Star break, they were kind of having a lot of, like, losses, but they won their last five of the regular season into the playoffs, so I think they just, they just have this huge momentum. They're doing pretty much everything they need to be doing right now, so I'm going to say Warriors. Now I'm going to say Warriors in six. Yeah. And then we got the last... The last round of eight matchup in the West, we got Memphis and Minnesota. Yeah, so a pretty uh, big shocker yesterday was Minnesota being able to beat Memphis in game one. Not insane considering the lack of, of playoff experience for the Grizzlies and really an overachieving season for them to get the two seed. But it is still pretty surprising considering how well Memphis was playing, with, both with John Morant and without him. They were just crushing teams or and, and beating good teams and just playing well no matter who was on the floor. So a little bit of a surprise uh, to see Minnesota win win the first game. But Minnesota had a strong season too. Uh, had a really, um, just a really uh, like important for, the, for their team playoff win against the Clippers. I think they really, for whatever reason, just took a lot of uh, momentum from that game. So I probably would have thought the Grizzlies would win five or six before game one yesterday. Even with the Timberwolves win, I'm, I'm going to say Grizzlies in seven. I still think the Grizzlies recover and win this series. I, I'm not going to just throw away how how well they've played this, this entire season just after one game. But Minnesota definitely putting up more of a fight than I thought. And, and then and they looked really good in game one. 
I think that every bracket has one good upset, and I think that this is where my upset comes in. I'm going to say Timberwolves, they beat out Memphis, and I'm going to say that they do it in six games. So do you think you would have picked the Timberwolves even if they had lost game one? Yeah, honestly. All right. Yeah. Just uh, just the sway of the ocean for me, really. Okay. All right, and I guess we can go to the second round, which we have three out of the four teams the same. But either way, whoever whoever the Suns play in the second round, I think they'll they'll also have a pretty a pretty easy series. I don't want to act like the Suns are invincible, but just kind of feels like they just know how to win games at this point. They they've won so many during the season that just watching them, they just they, they don't really crack under pressure. Also, also they they were here last year, which sometimes could kind of like it's kind of tough to, to repeat what you did the previous season because it just it took a lot of energy and just work to get that far and then repeating it it could be tough but I think the Suns with Chris Paul's desperation to finally win a title and Devin Burker and DeAndre Ayton plus McCall Bridges and Jay Crowder who had really good seasons too I would trust them to to not you know slip up at all and then regress after the regular season so I think they beat the Jazz in five games and probably Dallas too, but because I had Utah, I'm going to go Suns in five in the second round. Yeah, I also have Suns-Jazz in this first semifinal matchup, at least conference semifinal, I should say. And yeah, I think the Suns have a pretty fair shot at winning this series. I'm going to say I'm going to say five games as well. And the next matchup, um, you have Warriors and Grizzlies, and I have Warriors and Timberwolves. I think this potential Grizzlies Warriors matchup was one that was kind of being looked forward to a lot d- during the last few weeks, maybe even months of the season. When it when it seemed like these two teams were, were going to match up in the second round, because on one hand you have the Warriors who obviously had all that success five six years ago with their uh, dynasty run, kind of uh, not not like Curry and Thompson and Draymond are on the way out, but just their sustained level of success over the years going against Memphis, who is a really up-and-coming team, like I said, overachieved. But uh, John Morant is probably going to make one of the all-NBA teams. And Jaron Jackson Jr. will be on one of the all-defensive teams. So two building blocks for them to see how they, over the course of the season, they played better than the Warriors. But again, it'll be different with the Warriors, presumably at at full health in this series. So I think... Now it's kind of in question with Minnesota winning game one against Memphis, but if these two teams match up, I, I think the Warriors would now win a little bit easier than maybe I, I would have thought before. So I'm going to say Warriors in six in the second round. But uh, again, I wouldn't be surprised either if Memphis shrugs off that game one loss, kind of wins that series, and then both teams are really uh, just on hot streaks playing each other in the second round, and it could be a really intense series. And I well, and one of the more fun series in the entire playoffs. Yeah, I have a little bit of an easier time with this one because I have Golden State versus Minnesota, so I feel like I'm going to go with Golden State here pretty easily. I'm going to say they sweep Minnesota. I think they're going to continue the momentum they got from not only the end of the regular season, but also um, their win against uh, Denver, who is a pretty formidable team for a sixth seed. And they just carry that into playing the Timberwolves. Yeah, so... Both of us with Suns Warriors in the conference finals, I think I think Suns Grizzlies would also be a good series just to have the the storyline of the Grizzlies, you know, their first year in the playoffs with this core going all the way and and, and kind of doing a little like a 2011 Thunder 
surprisingly, make, even, even with a strong regular season, making a run to the finals. But I do think Suns-Warriors would, would be the uh, preferred matchup by any basketball fan just because you have the Warriors who, after the last couple of years, are back as a contender going against last year's winner of the Western Conference, the Suns. I think this would be an awesome series. I think if the Warriors are playing like to, to their standard, then these two teams are pretty evenly matched. But the Suns obviously would not be intimidated at all. I think this would be an awesome matchup. And I, I'm going to... I'm going to say Suns and seven. I think that it really could be a classic series of the last, you know, few years, Suns Warriors in the conference finals. Yeah, honestly, I just, right now, I can't really imagine a world where Suns do not make the NBA finals. They've just been so good all year. And even against a team like the Warriors, who have, who definitely have this very rich playoff history of just always kind of doing well in the postseason, they've made a lot of finals in the past decade. And they're still a very good team, but. I just I fail to see a timeline where the Suns don't make the finals this year. So I got to go Suns. I'm going to go Suns in six. Yeah. And I do think if I had like 10 marbles and I had to assign marbles for, for teams to make the finals out of the West, I think I'd give probably seven to the Suns and three to the Warriors and none to anybody else. I'd be stunned if anybody besides those two teams makes the finals. I guess Memphis would, would be the team after that. But I just think it's got to be Phoenix or Golden State. Certainly. But yeah, now we can move on to the East. Starting off, we got number one Heat and number eight Hawks. Yeah, so just in the Eastern Conference, honestly, would not be stunned if any of the eight teams won the first round series. I think it is a little bit of a stretch for this one, Heat Hawks, but the Hawks had some games in the second half of the season when, when they crawled out of the out of the bottom five in the East to make the play in where they were just lights out from three, just scoring points at will. So, again, the Heat with Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, a really good defensive team. They kind of slipped at the end of the season in March, but then I think they've won like six straight games after that. So kind of rebounded and really started to look strong and and, and uh, held, held on to that one seed after for a second. It's, it seemed like they were going to slip all the way down to four potentially. But uh, I think the Heat should win this series. But if the Hawks... And again, the Hawks, even though they are a little bit of a different team, did make the conference finals last year. So it isn't like they are going to back down in any way or like happy to be here. They are probably still looking to build on last season, even being the eighth seed. So, and then coming off the comeback against the Cavaliers in the, in the in that last play-in game. So I think the Hawks could have the potential to make it interesting, but just for the safe pick, I'm going to go Heat and six, but... Would not be surprised at all to see Atlanta take this series. Uh, I think I think it could be a lot closer than than a lot of people think. I'm going Heat in five. End of story. A little bit simpler of a of a rationale there. It's one versus eight. I gotta go one. But it's obviously a much different one versus eight than in the, than in the Western Conference when you have the best team in the league from start to finish versus the team that barely made it in. And then compared to the Hawks, who even though they had a they had a tough season, still has that memory of, of making the conference finals last year so uh, and it's the heat who really are probably one of the one of the weaker one seeds like recent history i mean they obviously earned the number one seed but really are not that much better than two three or four who all have the same record with with just two games behind them so one versus eight isn't isn't exactly the best way to describe this matchup but even though it, it technically is true moving on now though to 
the four and the five we got the sixers and the raptors i'm honestly surprised that the sixers fell so far down to four because i feel like they were in the top three for a while and during the regular season right yeah but it was really just because the tiebreakers because the celtics bucks and Sixers all finished with the same record so uh yeah i, I guess i was a little surprised because when james harden first got traded to the sixers and they, and they won you know their first four or five games or whatever I did think that Philly was going to end up earning that, that that number one seed and kind of surge ahead the rest of the conference. But honestly, James Harden, he is playing pretty well for the Sixers, but I do think they probably expected a little bit more. His scoring in some certain games has been way down. I think his, his assist numbers are still pretty high, but just I feel like he isn't even as close to being a lethal offensive threat as he was when he was on the Rockets or even the Nets last year. So... It will be interesting to see if, if he stepped it up in the playoffs. I want to see how he did yesterday because they did beat the Raptors by 20 in game one. So it may lead to being a, a pretty uneventful series. Yeah, he had 22 points and 14 rebounds. Uh, and B only had 19 points, but that could have been because the game was so uh, out of hand. I think in the, by the third quarter, it was basically over. So for game one, I probably would have picked Sixers and seven, but maybe seeing how uninspired the Raptors played in game one I got I guess I'll go down to Sixers and six also some alliteration there but it is also worth mentioning that the Sixers are not going to have their best defender Matisse Thibel for the games in Toronto because he's not vaccinated so that is a little bit of a factor but I, I still think that they still have Embiid Harden and Tyrese Maxey who are their three best players so and then Tobias Harris too is probably more of a factor than Thibel so shouldn't be that much of an issue but you know I guess it could come and play theoretically but I'm, I'm gonna go sixes and six you know I, I really hate to base a winner based off of just one game that's been played so far but i'm still gonna say sixers but i'm gonna say seven i just i based on their past season matchups i think both of them have shared wins regardless of like where they play even so i think this is gonna go to seven games but i think sixers are gonna pull it out yeah that is true the reactors went three and one against the Sixers in the regular season so they definitely uh, had some success against them there. But, and I guess, yes, uh, again, it's just one game, but would not be surprised if Philadelphia just kind of turned it on for the playoffs. And it, it wasn't like they weren't trying in the regular season, but just now knowing that it's the playoffs kind of uh, just up their level a little bit. Yeah, anyways, let's get to the three versus six now. We got the Bucks playing the Bulls. I feel like, honestly, I think this series is going to be even more lopsided than heat hawks yeah i was gonna say the same thing because the way the bulls were playing at the end of the season i just saw like a, a lot of times checking the scores they were just down by a ton of points uh they played the bucks late in the season with both teams healthy and got crushed they, they played the celtics and got blown out so the bulls really not not seem that like they even want to be playing right now uh despite this being their best season in, in a long time so I do think that that this is probably going to be the most lopsided series of the first round. Uh, the Bucks in the past had struggled in the playoffs, but after winning the finals last year, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's really a fair point to bring up. So I'm tempted to say that the Bucks are going to sweep, but I'll say Bucks in five just to give the Bulls one strong game in front of their home fans. But I really, I really think the 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 Bulls have a little to no chance of winning the series. I'm going to be less generous and say Bucks sweep. Yeah. I think after Suns Pelicans, this is the most likely sweep. Mm, I agree. Yeah, of course, we got to save the best matchup for last number two Celtics and number seven Nets. Yeah, you might notice a little bit of uh, just nerve 
risk energy on my part because this this game is is tipping off in a couple hours. Really, a uh, really the series of the first round, Celtics Nets. I think the pessimist in me thinks that the Celtics aren't going to put up too much of a fight, just because obviously different than last year, totally different circumstances. But the Nets just did not even the Celtics didn't put up any sort of fight against the Nets last year, and then also a two seven matchup except for the 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 seeds were flipped. So on the face of it. The two teams aren't that much different than last year. Obviously, James Harden isn't on on the Nets anymore, but the Celtics really don't look that much different. And it is kind of weird to think about how, how, I guess it could have been the coach. It could have been a couple of the small moves they made on the bench. But part of me just thinks about last year and how much the Nets dominated and thinks, all right, the Nets probably win the series in five or six, even though they're the seventh seed. But then the Celtics uh, obviously have been playing awesome ever since January, so... I should have more faith in them, I think, to at least push the series to uh, six or seven games. I think it'll really be on the shoulders of of Tatum and Brown to step up and, and counter whatever Kyrie and KD do. And, of course, there's also the Ben Simmons factor of when he's going to come back. I, I think he wants to be, be back by game four, so that'll be something to watch, obviously. But I think, objectively, I'm going to say Nets in seven. I think it'll be a really disappointing series for the Celtics, no matter if, if they lose in four games or seven games. But... Obviously, rooting for the Celtics to pull it out, but I'm going to say the Nets in seven just because at this point, I still think it'd be surprising no matter how well the Celtics have played for Kevin Durant to go out in the first round with with how good he is. So I am unfortunately saying that the Nets will come into Boston in a couple weeks for game seven and, and finish us off, unfortunately. I'm going to be the optimist here because, you know, that, that tide's been shifted for a while now. I don't see it going anywhere. So I'm going to say Celtics in six. I think they're going to dominate early on with take advantage of the fact that Simmons is going to be there. They have some Mets that went a game or two with Simmons back, but I think in the end, the Celtics will come out on top. Anyways, uh, how about we just sort of speed through this this next round, you know? Yeah, so he, Heat Sixers... And then for me, I guess uh, a lot of these series are tough, no matter what matchups you end up getting with in, in the second round. But I'm going to go Sixers in six again and advance them to the conference finals. For me, I think, yeah, you know, this is kind of a tough one. Um, I'm going to say Heat in six. All right. Just for the sake of being contrarian. Then I have a rematch of last year in, in the same round, except for the Nets of the seven seed instead of the two seed. Nets, Bucks. It was an awesome series last year. Could be another awesome series this year. Celtics, Bucks would also probably be a pretty strong series. But uh, I'm gonna say, man, this this these if it, if if no matter what matchup ends up getting in the second round, both of these series should be really close. But uh, I'm I'm gonna say the Nets pull it out this time. And I'm going to say Nets in seven. Wow, so you got the seven seed going to the conference finals. Yeah. How daring. Obviously, if if KD was healthy all year, the Nets would be at least the three seed, if not two or one. So it is a little bit misleading. Yeah, I suppose. But my series is Bucks celtics I'm going to go Bucks in seven. Sorry, Celtics. So now we are at the conference finals. I think we have entirely different matchups here. Or, or yeah, well, you have the Nets in. Yeah, yeah, you have Sixers Nets, and I have Heat Bucks. Yeah. So it's a little weird here. So at this point, I'd be very much rooting for the Nets because 
I really do not like the Sixers at all. I would, I would be very, you know, I would hate to see them make the finals. So both my brain and my, and my heart is telling me to go with the Nets in this pick. And I, I'm going to say Nets. I'm going to say Nets in five. I'm going to say by this point, the Nets are playing so well and Philly kind of slips up and I'm going to say Brooklyn takes it. Yeah. This is also like a Stanley Cup playoffs with the seven seed in the finals for you. Yeah. But I have my matchup here is a uh, one versus three. I've already got a one seed in the finals. I don't want to add another one. So I'm going to say Bucks in six. And my finals is going to be a rematch of last year's, I believe. Then Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if that happened. But again, I think in whatever order you want to put them, the Heat, Sixers, Bucks, Celtics, and Nets all have a pretty strong chance to make the finals. I think it's all fairly even. And just depending on how those teams play against each other, it, I think it'll be a really fun playoffs for the Eastern Conference. But um, so, yeah, I have Nets Suns in the finals. Could be an awesome matchup. And at this point, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Suns. I'm gonna say Suns and Suns and seven. I, I think it'll be it would be an awesome finals matchup, and Chris Paul would finally be able to get a ring, and uh, the Nets would after their you know, I guess technically Cinderella run in the in in this hypothetical bracket, they would end up falling just short of of winning the finals. It'd be the first championship in Nets history. You know, Dylan, throughout these predictions, you know, we disagreed on a lot with our varying levels of background knowledge when it comes to this sort of thing but in this situation i'm going to agree and i'm going to say sons and seven as well i think they'll get their comeuppance from last year and i really don't want to say bucks because that'll just be boring because they won last year so i think the sons will get their i believe their first nba championship in seven games yeah and i do think the sons are probably the best bet and and, and they, have, they are the favorite to win not, not only because of the best record but they also have the easiest path to the conference finals out of any of these teams. So uh, definitely the best bet to win. Yeah, because the Western Conference, like, there's just so much divide between the higher and lower teams. I think it's like, it's not almost like a 30-win difference between the Suns and the, who's the eight again? The Pelicans? Yeah, yeah, something like that. It's crazy. But yeah, Dylan, do you have any closing remarks at all that you want to add or... No, I think I'm good. Obviously, I'm I'm rooting for the Celtics to go all the way, but just for how you know previous seasons have gone, and just you know my gut is telling me that I'm going to be disappointed this year, no matter if they beat the Nets and lose to the Bucks or whatever the, the combination is. But obviously, I'll, I'll be rooting all the way, no matter how far they go, for them to to win every game. Yeah, as much as I don't think the Celtics are gonna make it too far, despite how they how well they've done the regular season, like it would be so cool to see them even go past like a second round because I feel like it's, I don't know maybe I just don't follow it as closely but I feel like it's been a while since we've seen a really fun Celtics postseason run so well 2018 they lost in game seven in the conference finals uh-huh. and then uh, 2020 in the bubble they lost in the conference finals to the Heat so I've definitely seen enough conference finals runs to really want a finals appearance but yeah, it would be nice for however long they can go just to keep watching them because it has been a really fun season after they started uh, finally playing well. I mean, yeah, it'd be, it'd be fun to see them go far every season in the playoffs, but, you know, you can't have everything. There's going to be a, a, a lot of heart-stopping basketball, I think, coming up in the next few weeks, no matter what, no matter which team you're rooting for. Unless they're not in the playoffs, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I think I've said all that I've wanted to say. It's like you've said all you've wanted to say, so I think... That is going to wrap it up for 
this week's episode of the Wooden Bats podcast. We hope that you enjoyed listening to us talk, and we hope to see you again next week. Peace.